thank you, Bad Mary, for that too sweet playing. And welcome to U.S. Comics Cast episode 90. 90-90-90. Two topics, 60 minutes for the people. I'm John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. That must make me the COO, Charlie Rivera, and also as well as very much a co-founder, Johnny right. Boy. Mm -hmm. Happy comic book day to you, sir. Charlie, I must say, happy comic book day to you. And please tell me. How has life been treating you? Oh, you know, do you remember when Luke Skywalker was on the first Death Star and he was like, um, oh, I'm, I'm fucking look at me, I'm Luke Skywalker, I'm gonna save the sure. day. Yeah. And his dad was like, Shashaiken, and right. took his hand off. That and was like was an like, exact quote. Guess what? I'm totes your papa. Huh. And he was like, Say what? And Vader was like, No, bro, this shit's true. And he was like, No, that's impossible. Hmm. Every day when I wake up. I'm Luke Skywalker screaming, no, that's impossible. This week has just been the worst. Um, I'm very, very eager to, to have this show because if not, I would be at the bottom of a well just drunk. Just, um, so it's a nice, good way is, to start. There is nothing me. that a hammock cannot save you from. Just... Kick back, put your feet up, and swing in the breeze. Come on now. I mean, look, not for anything, but... And obviously, there are a ton of things going on in the world. Some have been ongoing. Some are relatively new. And I far be it from me to jump on um, jump on the bandwagon. But before we, we delve into any topics or going-ons... Let's indeed pay some bills. Yeah, my and favorite Charlie, part of the show. Why don't you tell me about the uh, Tulsa tones that brought us in? Uh, I don't know if you already know, but you have a favorite new band listener and or watcher, and that band is motherfucking Bad Mary. <laughs> They're not called motherfucking Bad Mary. They're just Bad Mary, <laughs> but they the are bad motherfuckers. You can <laughs> find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bad Mary Band. You can find their merch their CDs, their T-shirts, pins, and keychains at badmary.com. You can just throw them some ducats over at patreon.com forward slash badmary. And guess what? I have what? a very special treat for not only the listeners of today's episode, mm -hmm. but the listeners of the last 89 episodes. And wait, let me check real quick. Oh, it's the whole world. Yes, Any sure, music sure. streaming service, you can find Bad Mary right freaking oof, now. Oof. Uh, the so Sham Wow over, guy could not have put over a better plug for Bad Mary. So I'm going to jump in because we only have about 60 minutes. The other sponsor of this lovely program, Sergeant Finesse of Facebook Gaming. Two oof. streams a day. Supporter games, viewer games, giveaways, outstanding daily content. Uh, on the eve of his own birthday, he had a console giveaway. What the Not hell is just that? for supporters, but also for followers. He had a mod giveaway, which is like, you know, taking care of the ones that take care of you. Good man, Sarge. We salute you. Happy birthday, brother. Check out Sergeant Finesse right here on Facebook Gaming. And if you're feeling a little thirsty or you need a little pick-me-up, follow the White Rabbit, just like Neil said, and go over to sneakenergy.com, order up a shaker, 
order up a, a, a combination package, whatever flavor you want. It'll put some pep in your step and some wiggle in your tickle. I'm dropping it back. Whoa. Sneak energy? It's like sugar-free and junk or whatever the hell their ad campaign is. Sneak it is energy. the one thing Get that gets rid of squiddies. <laughs> He Guaranteed. has no idea what they are, but they're getting rid of them. I'm too excited to wait any longer. Oh, I'm going to start the damn clock really? on myself. Okay. Let's talk about official, son. Let's talk about the beautiful, the uh, extravagant, Thank you the very miracle. Much. No, not you, sir. You. The miracle oh, of oh. Uh, Marvel and DC Comics and what they have done for years and years and decades on decades. Take my money. They have they have taken stacks full of our cash. Oh, that yeah, we've, just for the most part, willingly given up. They I mean, have in return built a fabric and a hmm. foundation for inarguably at this point all of entertainment. You look around at the stories they've told and the effect they've had societally and emotionally, and what they're currently doing with the movie industry, and it had me really really invested this week and before i i get to my little bit of youtube therapy mm. that that helped make a, a terrible Your week harangue as it were <laughs> exactly made made my uh made my week a little bit better i have a very very simple question i want to ask you right up front all right i'll give and a simple I answer know it's going to be part one part two part one oh, i know the answer for that is Who's not your simple who's your favorite superhero can't get more simple than that that is an hours unpublished Superman. Superman, baby. The man of steel. Now, himself. what is your favorite Superman story? Ooh. That is a, that is it's a harder. deep well. Do you want a minute or two to think about it? No. I'm going to go with, <laughs> uh, for multiple reasons, a Superman for all seasons. Superman for all seasons, a b absolutely beautiful story. Yeah, I'm very uh, smart. What, <laughs> what's really great about that story is it very, very holds true to what you and I, I think, identify Superman as. And mm -hmm. in the last few years, there's been a lot <clears throat> of, of change to, to what makes a superhero great. And in some sure. regard... Uh, a lot of people have looked at Superman and said, well, I, I have a hard time connecting with this character. <laughs> you yourself have, have sat down and you have posited your DC cinematic universe. Once U.S. comics launches too. and everybody starts calling us, one of your brilliant ideas was to set Superman in the time period in which he was created. Uh, a character like give that. Take, give or take. Give, yeah. give or take. Uh, a big a big position you took with it and part of the reason i got so excited about it <clears throat> was that brings a lot of the modern day conventions or the modern day hurdles kind of go away mm -hmm. superman a world with cell phones like yes it's very doable for a billion different reasons sure. but taking away elements like that certainly helped because right. the newspaper industry was just so different well, I sat down and I I watched uh, one of my absolute favorite writers who's uh, he has. I, I will call out the elephant in the room. <clears throat> one of my favorite writers is Max Landis. Max Landis did come under fire uh, in the last couple of years. Um, at, 
as part of the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get this elephant out uh, of the room. In essence, here, he, was, elephant. <laughs> he was accused of having like a quasi party cult. Um, the more you, I'll, I'll leave you to make up your own decisions or to not care because this you could just look at him as a as a writer and in this regard that's what I'm I'm focusing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not here to to yay or nay whether he should be allowed sure, back in sure. Hollywood. I'm simply telling you what he has provided me this week. This is so, who, who did it and this is what he did. That exactly. what he made. So to so, speak. so he made a, a, a seven issue miniseries called Superman um it's of course now going to. Uh, I'm going to lose it. American Alien. American. Sorry, Alien. I lost it for a second. Superman American Alien was the seven part series. It threw Clark Kent into today's world and retold the story kind of from the beginning. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, I think a lot of writers get really, you know, the the mouth starts to water at the idea of like you get to start the story. Everything's sure. untapped. You want to introduce Batman, Robin, Brainiac, Lois. Like you get all the toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, in essence, you get the first playthrough, even though it, it gets to be informed by everything that came before it. None of it is considered canon. It's your universe. Since uh, his kind of uh, ejection from from <laughs> Hollywood, um, trying to you know speak uh, speak honestly about it, hmm. uh, the see the plans for the sequel went away. Uh, the sequel was titled Superman: Agent of Batman, uh, a title that frankly makes my eyes roll. Yeah, title the title immediately is like well. This isn't going to be my Superman. Right. Uh, like, you give- know that the writer's wearing Batman underoos. You're like, all right, dude. All right. Yes. Uh, what was really cool is he put together a one-hour video going through his whole, what would have been, As seven he issues. wants to do. He is, I mean, He's again. a very visual guy. I mean, obviously, he comes from a, he comes from Hollywood royalty and, and my esteemed estimation. Um, but he Landis was amazing. He's a, he's a, look- Say what you will about him as a person. Uh, I'm not going to make judgments yeah, either way. I'm, in a box I'm not a apolog- I'm not an apologist, but I'm not condemning him either. I don't know enough about the situation to do either. Quite frankly, um, I do. However, I'm a big fan of his work. One of the things, though, about him as a creator, which I can say that I I emulate or I aspire to. I don't know if this has anything to do with your topic, but. Um, he is a master pitch man, which I can only imagine had <laughs> most to do with DC saying, oh, you want free reign to, in essence, rewrite Superman? Yeah, okay, kid. Knock him dead. So, I mean, he is yeah, great the, at it. So, so take, take yeah, he, he, uh, again, his YouTube is reactivated. So, you can watch, uh, Superman, Agent of Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could even watch, uh, he did an amazing wrestling isn't wrestling, um, video that broke down the narrative beats of long term storytelling when it's good in wrestling. So, obviously, it's kind of pulling at my personality a bit. That must have been a pretty short video. Dude, it's amazing. It's for the record. When this is done, go watch it. It's All right. the third best thing anyone's ever done. Um, I get homework. You guys don't get homework. I, I don't know how this works. Well, their homework is Agent of Batman. Oh yeah. Uh, to bad. give you the two cent version. Uh, it it somehow completely leaned into all my fears about a Superman who isn't my Superman. Uh, I, the slight spoilers for this video. Uh, this is a Superman who who will kill. Um, not. 
uh, not uh, all the time. There, <laughs> John's leaving us. Um, there was a, uh, an occasion, um, or I believe it's two occasions. I, I could be wrong. Um, this is a Superman who doesn't have the confidence that my version of Kal-El mm. grows to have. Now, admittedly, this is the second part. This is the second series. And I'm pretty sure a larger story. Max Landis really created a universe mm -hmm. that has a very uh, has a has a beginning. Well, the thing about Max Landis as a super fan, <laughs> uh, and the fact that the content, you know, predates his his own birth, means that you have time to 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 fan fiction as much as you want. You're soaking yeah. in the tub. You're sitting on the crappy a. You know, you're standing in line at Target, whatever the case might be. You have plenty of time to craft your take on the character that, like, could be your grandpa, conceivably. So, yeah. you know, and that's again, not surprising. It's, it's, this, it's this very beautiful second part. I hope he does the rest of what would have been his series because I don't mm. think it's ever going to get published now. And uh, and again, I don't want to harp too much specifically on, on Max Landis. Um, but there's one specific scene in American Alien, so we're going back a little bit, but I do recommend you buy it, mm -hmm. um, where Clark finds himself on a uh, like a yacht. Mm -hmm. And this is Bruce Wayne's yacht. As you're wont to do. And since I mean, you could super swim. You might as well go to a yacht. I want a um, yacht right now. Oh, <laughs> must be a Tuesday. So what's really, really great about this scene, I just just to give you a flavor for what these books are like mm. or these this now story is like, is uh, Superman's on the ship. Bruce Wayne isn't, though, because he's off doing Batman shit. Because Batman is who Bruce Wayne really is. Bruce Wait, Wayne's what? the disguise. And Superman is who Superman is the costume for Clark Kent. Like that is the the if you had to break down Max's story. That's how he envisions those two characters. Mm. Batman pretends he's a rich playboy. The farm boy pretends he's a superhero, for lack of a better explanation. Yeah, um, no, I so think he, that's that's a fair assertion. I think it's a very it's a, it's certainly a very cool way to go with those two characters to make them feel different. Um, right, what's right. very cool though is is Max Landis plays with the idea of Bruce and Clark looking similar. Yes, yes. Everyone yes. on the yacht, Bruce is like a celebrity. It's like Tom right. Cruise, but. If I met a Tom Cruise lookalike, and there's a pretty popular one on the internet, there is, it's yeah. Like it's close enough that if I saw him in real life, I'd be like, "Holy shit, I'm partying with yeah. 1993 that, Tom." Cruise. That selfie that you took with the Tom Cruise lookalike would never be questioned because everybody would have that like, "Well, maybe that's just what Tom Cruise <laughs> looked like in real life, not Absolutely. just blown up 20 feet." Absolutely. So what's cool is they all think he's Bruce Wayne. That is, and funny. what's great is this young man, this 20-something Clark. Um, when someone like hands him a drink and wants to hand him praise and give him good food, he's like, well, I'm on this yacht. And he has like the weekend of his life as Bruce Wayne. Um, what's really great is the sequel picks up like, I think a year or so later. Mm -hmm. And again, the 10 cent version is Batman says, you're not trained at all. Um, but you have all the power of God. So I'm going to help you by training you. And Batman kind of throws his life upside down. It involves Dick Grayson. It involves the Joker. It's of course it does. Fucking awesome though. It's so yeah, no, I genuinely all the stuff I hate about it is met and then kind of 
justified or at bare minimum gets pushed aside that if I was reading these books, just like American Alien, there are pages and panels and, and some issues even that I'm like, that's not that's not my suit. And then he wins me right back. Uh. This is very similar. It has an amazing ending. Um, he doesn't like make it a film, but he's he's on video and he's very passionate. He has people yeah. helping out. It's awesome. Well, yeah, he's he's a visual guy. So like well, he, we talked about writing for comics like with a movie eye, which you know we 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 kind of subscribe to. Um, and he he very much does that. Like so, if a movie adaptation, well, uh, bright right on, yes. on Netflix. I mean, he must have written the, like in panel form and it. In essence, he's like, he's he's give, doing the cinematographer's work for them because he's like giving them shots, not just the moments and like yeah. what happens in the plot. He's like, then th you frame the shot this way, and you know what's very interesting though is Bright's a great example, and it'll help me segue into my my real point. Mm -hmm. uh, Bright, he wrote as this like huge, like very emotional story with underlying yeah. elements of the class system and racism. And, and it, unfortunately, according to him, I actually think it's a perfectly fine movie. I was looking for a popcorn flick, though. Yeah. Uh, he hates the way it turned out. Yeah, yeah. He's like, they turned into this like very obvious, very obtuse. Well, it's... Um, it is it, very it, obvious. It, and it is very obtuse. But here's the thing, like not to get into a separate topic, but it's a it's a highbrow concept. And the, the movie iteration of it is so on the nose. Yeah. That's that they're like, hey, it. stupid. Racism bad. Orcs, they're like they're like minorities. Yeah, we get it. Okay, okay. Can we get to like what happens? Yeah, the only thing that really got me to roll my eyes aggressively upright is at one point there's clearly like the Puerto Rican orc shows up and he's like, Ese vato! I'm like, God damn it! I just got because I was like, there are Spanish people in this and there are black people in this. So like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, it's so just every the orcs biggest issue was cultural appropriation <laughs> as far as i'm concerned like hey you want to get your green scaly ass out of my barrio you son of my bitch <laughs> seem barely grandsire stupid <laughs> terrible but it had me really think about uh, oddly enough it had me think about the dc universe and how they're now doing this multiverse kind of big exploration yeah yeah I mean, it's, it had been, me, it's been floating, but they, they're like, they've gone, they've gone all yeah, in at the table. Exactly right. But it had me also think about uh, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. How so some people mm -hmm. are like so nervous that have we gone over all the stories that we really care about? Is everything going to no. be diminishing returns? I don't think so either. They um, haven't scratched the surface of like the best content that Marvel has to offer. And this is coming from a, an admitted DC, you know, DC lover. Yeah. And you know what, though? It, it What I think really kind of stuck in my heel a little bit was our conversation last week. Um, I spoke about, like, how much I love uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, but I'm also very excited for the Batman. And Batman Returns with now Michael Keaton. Are. Now I am. Now that I've seen proof of concept. Um, but Michael Keaton's Batman, uh, Batman Returns specifically, mm. I love that film. Like I, sure. I think it actually has gotten better with time as I revisited it like last weekend, and I was like, holy, sh this is like good, good. Yeah. It's not like nostalgia good. It's like Christopher Reeve's Superman is. I think <sighs> Superman one and two are 
so close to perfect. I, I I made a promise that I am obligated to. You can you can shave this off your time if you want. I made a promise, and I I realize now where it comes from. It's because of your compulsive and undying love of Keanu Reeves. Oh, you're gonna give that me you continually ish for the S again. Sorry, to my Superman, Christopher Reeve. Sorry, I get excited. I won't, I won't name I names, but I made a when promise. I'm excited. Is, I, I understand. It's like Again, Triple H. Uh, it's an aside. It's it's an aside. But I, I'll, I, I'll I, add I, another. I don't want to be made a liar. I'll so. add another post-it. Yeah, yes. pain in my tush. <laughs> um, so it had me think about this, and I think there is currently, as much as I love that what DC is doing, yeah, because I love the actors involved, and I love what Marvel's doing. Um, and I and I talked about how I want. Suri now to take over the mantle of Black Panther because mm -hmm. I don't want that character recast. Great. But It'd I don't want great, that movie. Uh, I don't want that movie put aside either. It was um, it had me think about the comics. And part of the reason that I think I'm so excited about what the movies are doing is they're they're in some form keeping the continuity. Mm -hmm. And and in DC's case, they're changing it canonically. They're they're doing a crisis event in film, sure. And they've done these crisis events all over the Berlanti verse, um, which is the uh, the TV series Arrow, Flash, Supergirl. They've had multiple crises and changed yeah. things up. And Supergirl right. was her own universe. Now she's that. You, they've done these things, and it had me thinking about why those things work so well for me. And why right now I feel like the big two are so stagnant with their comic books. Yeah. And I think it's because they're holding on to an ideology that I think they've outgrown. And this is going to be, I think, controversial. I think the comic books, for at least a little while, mm -hmm. should stop worrying about continuity. I think... They're too big. What? I think they're too old. And I think they've rebooted too many times right. to have this notion of, well, Superman and Batman's comics, if they have a crossover, have to be in the same universe. And if Justice League has Wonder Woman, Superman, Flash, and Aquaman, they have to be the same in their books. What's happening is, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. Since these stories are forced to take place around the same time, you can't actually have exponential character growth because in the Justice League comic book, Superman has to be Superman. So if he's having an identity crisis or if he's worried that he's screwing up in his book, he can't necessarily carry that over into the Justice League. And I know what you're going to say. So let me just get a couple of things out. Then I'll mm -hmm. turn the mic over to you. Mm -hmm. Yes. If there was a singular vision running the ship. Yes, absolutely. You could say like, okay, what's going to happen next year in Superman? How do we justify that in justice league? What's going on? You could have someone quarterback all of these comic books. Right. Right. Which each company has about 50. You could have someone overseeing all of this sure. and make a, a, a beautiful, cohesive narrative. A little tapestry. But you don't exactly, but you don't have those people. Mm. You do not have people successfully That's leading the, word. Leading That's the, the charge. Word. And I think if we took a pause and we said, okay, what we're gonna do is Justice League is gonna worry about Justice League. 
So when you pick up Justice League, and again, I know there's some profit problems with this, you're not going to have to read Superman 78 if you're reading Justice League 12 because it ties in. No more mm -hmm. of that. Let me read my Justice League story and let it be a standalone Justice League story. And if in that story, if along the way, you get to 70 issues of cohesive story in Justice League, mm -hmm. that's awesome. And then if you decide, okay, we have a new writing team coming in, that's going to be that new Justice League number one. It's not necessarily a reboot. It's not necessarily a retcon. It's John and Charlie are going to take a crack at Justice League. So this old one gets put on the shelf. It gets to live there forever. And I think it'll help allow Cream to rise to the top. Because as long as... And I'm about to pass it over to you. As long as Wolverine... Stop making sounds. As long as Wolverine is in the X-Men, the X-Force, the Canadian Marines, his own book, and Jubilee's one shot, it's going to fucking be stupid. He can't be in 12 places at once. Yeah. So I'm going to pass it over to you because my time is somewhat dwindling down. But other than the natural... <laughs> Other than the natural feeling Charlie, of like the the water, this. the water is rising in the Titanic, and Charlie's like, "Here, take some from my tank," and like it's just as empty <laughs> as the day it rolled off of the How tank. How dare you? You got um, like a third of the time left. I Don't be a baby. Um, I would. I'd like to try to disagree with you more, but I just don't think that I can disagree with you more than I do. And it's not because you handed me an empty tank while the water was rising. Right. Um, no, I, I, I there, see. I, I understand where you're coming from in terms of creative freedom, allowing the best of some of a, of the the most potential to come to light. And I would argue that certain cheats that both DC and Marvel have written into their continuity to their into the universe that they've created specifically allows for that the what ifs of the world the the multiverse of the world the time hops these are these have all been established in the comics now with something like landis's uh superman run they know that that's encapsulated so so one of our favorite comic books that we refer to pretty often um kingdom come right now i love 99.9 percent .9 of kingdom come the the missing fraction of a percentile that i don't love is when lesser talents try to shoehorn and and wedge themselves into the uh, in into the 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 Kansas crater that Kal-El baby ship left, and they's like, look, no, we're part of this. When they try to force ongoing canon to be like, now see what we're doing now is gonna lead up to Kingdom Come, which you guys all love, right? So that means you love us. No, sir. No, no, no. Get, Get God out of, out of here. Get God. No one cares about God. His horns and his cable chest. And hit the bricks, sir. Kick rocks. You're not welcome here. Come up with your own encapsulated well, awesomeness. I think you're arguing my point, though. I'm not, though. I'm not, though, because what you're saying, though, is in favor of having these isolated um, Hanes legs 
a container of stories you're saying all of it it should be a field of eggs like like uh, like um uh, like the 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 uh, aliens in prometheus just laid out a field just eggs for the for as far as the eyes can what see what i'm and, saying uh, is on, there's a okay, hold well. on sorry i've got one third left i'm gonna use it um <laughs> i'm saying that part of what makes those uh isolated uh, stories special is the fact that they're isolated in light of an ongoing narrative that's taking place. Now, the, the reason why, so so we, we're agreeing that those special, those special little nuggets are awesome for the Absolutely. most part. Sometimes they're not. Yeah. Sometimes you're like Batman mm, I, the vampire was I a bit much. I could have done without that one. Whereas the ongoings, the ongoings are important, I think because of their um at the end of every issue of an ongoing storyline very much like the conversations that we'll have or water cooler conversations will be had about an ongoing series like a, a, a tv series walking dead is a great example um someone's like i love walking dead they got walking dead shirts they dress up like a zombie for 12 years in a row they've got lucille at their desk um they love walking dead but they can hate episode six of season nine hate it but that doesn't mean that they don't come back for the next episode similarly with the comics so now you might have a a, a, a limited run for something or another and their concept might be um what if kal-el crash landed uh in Metropolis, I don't know, just throwing something else out there, and and everything that that meant. What if Kal-el was a, a black-skinned man? What if? And and I'm just going on the Superman tangent yep. because we have seen so many what if Superman stories. Red Sun is is a, is another example that we love, but is completely independent. It's not ongoing canon. We're not reading anything that's going to happen uh, in you know Booster Gold that's going to lead to something that happens in in Red Sun not not going to be the case but the ongoings are important and and i agree with you that they have definitely been rebooted but i don't agree that they're that they've been going on too long well, if I anything don't it, i don't think it's, it's a matter of to clarify my point yeah. i don't think it's a matter of they've been going on too long yeah i think that they haven't gone on long enough before <laughs> they go okay shit no no we've, that we've i agree superman has is a, is a god now Let's rein it back. That's the um. Oh, Ant Man three is coming out. Here's his new suit. Like what? Yeah. Like it's not a requirement. Look, if there's a reason for it, if it's something that's built in, if it's something somebody's super jazzed about, hell yeah, do it. Fuck but yeah. not like like well on te in the textbook uh, on page twenty seven says new uniforms because blah blah blah. Make sure you get a butt shot. Hey oh hey oh, right. Um. So I I I disagree with you because somebody like Max Landis. Uh, again, creatively, we're leaving all the other stuff, putting it aside for right now. It's a different conversation. Create well, any creator, a talented, gifted creator, can be as talented as creative within the confines of a given continuity as they can be with a blank page. And sometimes one would argue more so. And it's interesting because when we eventually get to it, uh, there's this little something that I have to say. Um, 
it's enjoyable. And look, we, you and I have had, you know, up teen uh, conversations on, uh, you know, an uh, unlimited amount of road trips where for fun's sake, we have quote unquote fixed things. How would you do it? What, what about this? What about that? Any creator that walks in the door, if they're not up for that challenge, John says, hit the bricks, buddy. I'll see you in the funny papers. This is not where you belong. Not in a company like this. See, I call shenanigans, though, because when you and I fix things, How dare you, for sir? the most part, it starts with like, okay, let's get rid of this dumb shit. Here's my point to just reaffirm it before my time mm. completely runs out. I would rather have a creator like Max Landis come in for seven issues, which mm. equates to seven months of, of any particular book. If that was the only uh, Superman comic was Max's, or even if it was, you know, every two weeks, I would rather those stories. Cause when you ask someone what their fate, any comic book reader for the most part, I won't, I don't want to speak in, in such uh, obtuse terms. <laughs> If you talk to anyone, you say, what's your favorite Superman story? A lot of people are going to say Kingdom Come or Red Sun uh, or American Alien. Very seldomly is it like, oh, my favorite run is Superman 42 to 48. Mm. I, I think for a very long time, they were tremendously good at it. And don't get it twisted. I'm not saying Boom Studios or Valiant or Us should take on this model. I think at this point, for the most part, the best stories, the, the best cut of meat, or in your case, the best, uh, you know, celery stick. Um, <laughs> I don't know what people who don't eat meat eat. Um, banana bread. I, I got nothing. Yeah, uh, that's, I, that's all good. I think that the best stories left to tell um, don't necessarily have to fundamentally change something. I just think they happen to a lot of the times, mm -hmm. either changing the era it takes place. I would much rather see that time and that money invested in how, not how to work in a character like vibe. Let's say, <sighs> don't worry about trying to like, shoot. No, you'll appreciate this. Your new youngest 35 year old comment yes now been supplanted by vibe you're welcome no i'm just saying that what they do is every now and then they're like oh crap we need a puerto rican superhero let's take vibe out of the dustbin and suddenly he's a member of the justice league as opposed to if you build me a universe, better than el dorado i'll give him that <laughs> that's true if you build a universe around the idea of oh yeah vibe is a founding member of Justice League, it might be terrible. Oh, it's going to be. With that being said, it it also could be good, and I certainly think it's going to be better eh. than whatever the hell the last time they tried to know. pull that. I, I think that... I think... You okay there? I think that... It's like the quietest ever. Oh. Oh. Oh, did we get the silent treatment on uh, yeah, Time Up? Yeah, quiet on me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we get it. We get it. That's time. I can't help it. My technology failed me. Yeah, that, that was that was and then that it just time, yelled it like, at you. That's what I'm the loudest. Can you hear me now, mother sucker? <laughs> um so, that is so, time. Yeah, that that's you know you make you make several interesting points. That's true. Luckily, I can retort 
on my topic because they're they're kissing cousins to say the least. Hot. But all right, all right, all right. That being said, um, let's go ahead and uh, throw some throw some kudos in the direction of people and organizations and creators that asked for no such thing from the likes of uh, likes of us. Our unsolicited uh, our unsolicited uh, ad- adverts um, section. Uh, I, I want to throw it um, Netflix way once again. Netflix Yay. has. Uh, for Are they whatever, actually sponsoring us at this point? I mean, I'll just take a free, I'll just take a free, uh, a free, a free subscription at this point. Any little bit helps. Let's be honest. But uh, my my awkward sleeping patterns have led me to a lot of potentially un um, uninvestigated avenues on Netflix. They're like, <laughs> you watch this, so maybe you like this. The documentaries are far too—they're painfully overlooked in light of either a series that you've seen a hundred times before, or some kind of nostalgic crap that you're like, "Yeah, I'll give this a try." But the documentaries are about all kinds of good stuff. We found—we've talked about several of them. Um, one that that really that really really tickled my fancy was the power of Grayskull. It's a documentary on Netflix. It's all about He-Man, the creation He-Man. of the entire dominance of the uh, of the the, the 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 trademark and and kind of the industry that it affected. Um, it was it, it was syndicated like Seinfeld. <laughs> um, everybody saw it. You know, every it, it's it's become part of the zeitgeist at this point. Everybody knows it. Um, everybody took a took a spill over the coffee table when He-Man punched the screen in the openings. Uh, it's an absolutely outstanding documentary. I highly recommend you watch it clearly after this. Uh, but at some point, you definitely want to watch it. It's aces. I love it. I love it. This week, uh, I'm going to tell you all to throw your, your shekels at something that is uh, near and, dare I say, dear. <laughs> near and dear <clears throat> as i call to my <laughs> barely uh to to my heart and that is uh <laughs> see i made fun of you i choked see good that's because god exists um i to give a <laughs> i to give a very special shout out to the um brand new uh sub organization of aew it's called aew heels uh, AW Heels is actually a, I know it's a fun wrestling play on words. It's actually an organization for female wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girlfriend did join uh, last month um, and she's had the freaking best time. Nice. It's equal parts, like very much a, um, a pro it's, it's exclusive to women. It's a, it's a girls only club, but what's, what's really cool is they have like meetings. And on these meetings, some of the female talent pops up. Is this fuck- is this secretly a support group? <laughs> it's just because all oh, your nerdy boyfriends are ruining vibe. your life. Oof, no, it's cool. it's it has elements of that though. It Hi, has- my name is Jess, and I'm dating a wrestling fan. <laughs> Hi, now, that's, Jess. That's the new service we're going to start. Oh uh, yeah, for specifically poor Ooh. Jess. Um, but yeah, no, it's called AEW Heels. It's it's from what I understand, it's the greatest ever. You know, you, cool. you tend to e- eavesdrop 
a little <laughs> bit when it's something you're not allowed to be part of. And it's like you hear Brandy Rhodes on this like Zoom call. Um, from what I like again, it's one of those Just things. Let her have her moment, Charlie. What the <laughs> hell? It's one of those things that uh the way I think a lot of pop culture stuff is sent out on the airwaves tends to be a lot of times geared towards men, but there's nothing better. There's nothing more fun. There's nothing cooler than when, you know, when female fans really get, I don't want to say catered to, but when they get acknowledged, because Jess is a big AEW fan too. And mm. everything is geared towards me and seemingly nothing for a long time, at least with WWE was geared towards her. And this is kind of flipping it on its, on its head a little bit, uh, which is which is really oh, she rad. wasn't way into the divas uh, division. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Now. Just, what do you loves want? A, everyone loves a butterfly title. Sure. Um, so yeah, AW heels. It is a paid membership, which some people didn't like, but people pay for like cameos uh, out sure, the nose. Sure. You got me one. I, I've I've purchased them before, and there's a lot cheaper than than getting some of those uh, nice. female talent, Very especially cool. getting cool. to like learn about them and their story. AW heels. Uh, is my pick of the week, even though I don't get to enjoy it. I'm nice. hoping like AEW Babyface starts. Soon. You are you just stop lying. You're just you're throwing your free plug their way. They're like Charlie, you're will make an exception for you. Like you are so transparent. Yeah. Go ahead and you need a I'm, moderator. I'm sick. Go ahead and start my time because I got something to say. Do it. There it is. First of all, I'm gonna use part of my time to do a little news flash. Um, word on the wire is that Supergirl, you had mentioned her prior going to her sixth season, will indeed be her last season. Um, they haven't really made it clear as of yet if it was like a cancellation situation or more of like a green arrow situation. We're like, nope, that's that's all we got. Yeah, that's time, she got baby. pants now. We're going to call it a day. So that's something I the came across. Are my, they literally be. said... <laughs> She's like, but I... I I just got pants. What are you doing? <laughs> no, I mean, who knows? Especially um, with uh, with a lead like her, I'm sure there's many things she wants to do. Lots of songs she wants to sing. God knows. Yeah, God she's bless gonna her. She's going to be on that new Good revival luck. of Glee. Could be. You never know. Finally give um, our buddy a job. But uh, in any case, I, I was looking for a little bit uh, of padding to my content, and I realized uh, I don't need it because... <laughs> I have been playing this game now. An astute observer might think that, John, your topic is actually, much to your chagrin, agreeing with Charlie when you just spent... I saw that. When you just spent your third disagreeing with him. And I say, no, sir or madam, you're wrong. What I want to touch on actually has was, was triggered by, was inspired by my unsolicited plug of the week the power of grace goal um i'm yeah. sure that you i'm sure that yeah very nice good base i'm sure that you have certain things uh, for you probably it's the turtles if i have to, if i had to guess if i had to you know pull it out myself when you look back on certain things that you loved without question right whether it was that first girlfriend you dated you know in middle school that had a mustache thicker than yours or whether it's a, a cartoon series that you were convinced was basically mythology, but in watching a documentary which laid out not just the uh, not just a reminder 
of all of the details that we have conveniently, and by we, I mean me, that we have completely buried under the gray matter folds of our brain. We're like, that does not make sense, but it doesn't matter. He-Man is awesome. She-Ra is great. By the power of Grayskull, I compel you. Watching this documentary, Charlie, I was not just reinformed in some ways because they they touched on this on some of the content they touched on in another awesome which was a documentary series that netflix did uh the toys that made us which was dynamite but they they um you know they, they touched on several properties which all we all loved this was not just about the toy line but also about the creation now in in, in he-man's for anyone who's not familiar uh, He-Man's a blonde. He's very well built. No. He-Man started his life as a toy first. It's a rarity. It's a rarity. Those he didn't start as a... Stuffed inside. I'm saying the toy came first. They... It, it's a very interesting. I, I, I don't want to ruin it for anyone who's going to watch the documentary uh, through, but... They they came up with He-Man because they missed out on another franchise. I won't name which, but I will God, say that it was, much imagination. it was potentially ruined by somebody named uh I'll change his name so you don't know Barbar Jinx. Um it was the, it was a property that <laughs> that uh Barbar Jinx <laughs> I'm getting printed on a t-shirt. So the, I honestly this this probably this is legally different. There's a counterfeit company in India that's definitely making those T-shirts already. Uh, so they missed out on a particular franchise and like, oh, why do we? Why do we say no? Mm. So they said, you know what? We need something galactically different. There's your pun from me. We need a galactically different concepts. So all right, so space is out. What's the furthest from space? Caveman. We'll, we'll do Barbarian. Conan was just recently out. They were like, you know, we'll make some Conan toys maybe. Blah, blah, blah. Then Conan came out. They're like, mm, no, he kills everybody twice somehow. You can't do Conan. We're going to do our own thing. So it, during, after this pitch where they rolled out potentials, they came out with this big burly toy, which was as different from the three and three quarter action figures, which were ruling the landscape as could possibly be. And they said, okay, now we have this toy, but we have nothing to support it, right? There's no mythos. There's no, like kids are just slapping. And, and He-Man Skeletor, there was no great mystery between who's good and who's bad. <laughs> one guy looks like a Ken doll on steroids. And one guy looks like you just dug him up and half his face melted off. Good, but bad. also on steroids. Also on steroids because that skeleton work in the eighties. They, they were just like giving them away. Like, yeah, sure, it's good for what? you. Just nips out. Fine. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was always very chilly on Eternia. That that's the other given. So um. So yeah. So this documentary <laughs> series goes on to tell us how they went ahead and extrapolated all this, uh, literally a universe, just really to support. A toy. Now you mentioned so it. Funny. They said, you know what? Now we're going to uh we're gonna include mini comics with each toy so it, kids will kind of know what's going on. Now that's all well and good because eventually we knew we were gonna get this cartoon, which took over the world for, for all intents and purposes. Charlie, though, uh, do you think 
I mean, you're a smart guy. Look at you. True. Thank you. You got a great fashion sense. Swell beard. So if you're going to launch a cartoon now off of a, a clearly popular toy concept, and there are comic books which, in essence, create the world for you, you're going to use that source material for that, your cartoon, right? Let's throw that shit away. Well, clearly, Charlie was uh, ahead of his time. He was barely an amoeba when this cartoon came out, but he's there, right. Someone did this work. They, I, you know, I can do it better. Here's the best part. So initially, they just like brought people in. Like, yeah, you do comic books. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, great. Then they actually handed the reins to DC themselves. So a titan of the industry was producing those mini comics, creating continuity, creating a, um, a canvas that you could basically smash your He-Man toys together with. And they said, nah, it's fine. We're going to come up with some other shit. And, hey, and John, Charlie, you know those 35 mini comics you wrote that oh everyone seems God. to enjoy enough that these toys won't stay on the shelf? It's, it's <sighs> as if it's as if they're two totally separate franchises. They only vaguely look like each other, and the stories have nothing. They could not be more different than if I don't even know what. There's not Wasn't an analogy Skeletor to be like He-Man's brother? Charlie, there were so <laughs> many iterations that at some point I'm sure Skeletor was He-Man's mother. It was just all over the freaking place. Now, this documentary was very enjoyable to me because every single uh, cell that they showed, I'm like, yep, I remember that. I remember this. So it, at one at one point, they were playing on every nostalgic uh, fold in my brain. And on the other hand, they were ripping that comfy, cuddly, cozy comforter alliteration. They were ripping it off of my body and saying, now listen to some stuff that you didn't know. I could not believe the genesis of some of the stuff. First of all, the names, looking back on it, the names are ridiculous. When they Sting came four. out with the prototypes, they didn't, they, they were just like descriptions so you know which figure was which. There was He-Man, who was a He-Man. He there man. was a, a guy with a He-Man body with a bullet on his head. He was called Bullet Head. And there was a He-Man body with a guy who had a tank for a head. And what was his name? Tankhead. <laughs> this is the inception. This is the great genesis. In the Bible of He-Man, this was page one. I couldn't believe it. My eyelashes rolled up. I, I'm, it curled my, my, my socks. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And when they went on... Again, I'm not going to ruin it. I'm going to leave a lot of meat on the bone. Watch the documentary. But what it did for me, and on top of being wildly entertaining at 3 in the morning when I should not have been up, but I was like, "Did I? am I awake too late or am I up early? I don't know. <laughs> it filled the time admirably, but it pointed out all of these glaring holes in plot, in logic, in common sense that as a kid, as a stupid dum-dum shuffling around in my feety pajamas, that never occurred to me. Now, when I handed my He-Man figures off to Charlie, and Charlie had dad paint them like turtles, um, I, I put He-Man behind me. You know, I had the Dolph Longer movie, and that was, you know, it had moments. 
But when I put He-Man to bed, I pretty much left him there until this documentary, right? There, there was a little, little, there was a little fling. Charlie got me the uh, the now very valuable, uh, you know, fully fully articulated version. I'm like, hey, He-Man, played with him for a couple weeks, but <laughs> it really showed me the 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 again the glaring deficiencies in logic. So I couldn't help it, and this is where somebody might call hypocrite on me for charlie's topic i couldn't help but just lay there thinking well this sucks and i understand again <laughs> read the watch the watch the documentary because there was a reason for all the bad head decisions. didn't do it for you there were bad ba mistakes were made right we'll leave it at that like like a chernobyl level like our bad yeah, sorry dennis um, caleb mccoy mistakes were made apologies were given looking back i'm like yeah they really could have crossed that bridge in a much more linear fashion so i, I couldn't help but think if i had the delorean and i could fix this even though charlie is not riding shotgun and we're not late to a movie how would i fix this and I did come up with several things. And that's my challenge to you, Charlie. I want you to take this time and not listen to me. And I'll just talk, I'll talk to the listeners, talk to the viewers and listeners. Several things that I would do to fix glaring He-Man holes. God. I'm looking at you, Tila. Um <laughs> one of the one of the big ones, and I, I'm gonna watch my time because I don't want to jip Charlie at all. Charlie, feel yeah, free like to all right. Well, you come come me off when it's time for, for Charlie versus um, one of the glaring things, and people shit on Superman all the time for it. What people be like? How, people don't know that Superman and Clark are the same guy. Well, look, guys. Adam just putting on a, a dress shirt. For the camera. Um, <laughs> Superman wears a big S on his chest and long underwear, blue underwear with a cape. He's got a curly Q, no glasses. Clark Kent wears glasses. You see, that's why people didn't know. Okay. Look at Zoe. Look at Zoe without bangs, and you don't know it's her. That's that's the truth of it. Prince Adam, however, is just He Man wearing a pink shirt. What are you doing? Unbuttoned here. <laughs> what are you doing? That's no. That is not. Uh. That's not a costume. That's not. Um. That's the, you're not keeping anything secret, dude. Oh, Prince Adam can't be He-Man. He-Man's half naked. Look, they're and and I found out that it's the same actor. His voice was totally different as Prince Adam, as 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 it was as He-Man. And He-Man was wearing furry body. britches. Charlie, there was they looked identical. The hair was even the same. Oh. So I said, you know what? That's going to be point one for me. If I'm going to write the He-Man. <clears throat> mythos right those like bringing the u.s comics guy or at least half of them what i would do is just me after i lose weight it's half yeah, of the, US the, the the other thing that didn't make much sense looking back on it is like well this is like this is like medieval times like even before this is like but also as well as laser this guns. is this is like this is like uh like castle in the swamp days but like you have flying vehicles and lasers and shit like that doesn't make any sense. We didn't question it all. There's a whole big thing about why Battle Cat is Paddle Cat, and I'm not even going to touch it. But when you get to it, you're like, ah, I see what John was talking about. Now we'll leave that alone. Why? Why is there such a distinction between 
there's also awesome science but we're also like wearing fur underwear like where's that logic so invented cotton dirty i am going to i'll start there the world that we that we live in in the he-man world is indeed a world of technology that's been so ravaged by war. This is my short Max Landis pitch, okay? The yes. Imagine Eternia is so ravaged by war that a formerly scientific society has is basically in ruins. Shit barely works, though some of it still does. Like, you can't use an elevator, but so we'll have a moat, but we still have a few working laser guns. Yeah, you can't really transport from here to there, but we got a few of these flying fucking eagle beak things lying around. So so that kind of explains that. Also, this world is a very old world, and Castle Grayskull, which has a whole thing for how it was named. Don't get me started. Castle Grayskull is also an ancient thing where half of the power sword is found. Now, by the we have the power moment, Prince Adam is is a skinny thing. He's a he's a twink out there, right? His hair is just a little page boy. It's not like all shaggy and savage. When he does the I have the power, he in essence hulks up. He turns into like the steroided version. His hair grows long. He gets all juiced up Lou Ferrigno style. A little bit of Shazam action. So like not age-wise, but the physicality changes. So Prince Adam is like this. He-Man's like this, right? So that's going to be a major, major change. Also, the power sword imbibes the savage power of the history past. So He-Man's like, I'm He-Man. He has this whole savage history magic that imbues this little current technology-dependent uh, dude into like a savage Conan-esque character that's smashes first ask questions later now all of a sudden you have like i don't know plot points you can make some stuff happen that matters so that whole thing that's that's just one of the changes one of one of the other ones that i want to do also i want to get rid of the problematic iron cross on his chest because germany just ruined that for everybody you know what just give him a big ass ruby it's i uh, it's it's cross cut so you get that shape like but it's just a ruby. yeah instead of his belly button control. up on his chest there, there's a few things. I, I don't want to ruin. Um, I don't want to ruin your time. I want to give you plenty of time. But, like I said, there were so many, so many plot holes that needed plugging to tell a coherent story. Now, the funny thing is, He-Man is getting not one but two reboots, or one's a reboot and one's a relaunch. Yeah. One's a, yeah. So Kevin Smith, God one's bless you, Kevin Smith, to be continued is yeah continuing the story that we got, which. He's a genius because I don't know who the hell continue that, <laughs> who can, can make a continuation of that sloppy mess. But if anyone can do it, Kev can. And one is like a, you know what? Let's let's try this over. When they did try to do it over, when Heman was starting to lose a little bit of its steam, not a little bit, a lot of its steam because of uh, production problems and overordering, blah blah blah. They did it like the next year. They're like, yeah. oh, you hate that, Heman. Here's he a new one. Some also, much like Melissa Benoist, they're like, here's pants, and people are like boo, boo. So that that's that was basically where they I'm also at. I, did one more He-Man reboot. Pages. They did one more He-Man reboot. Well, they did the uh, modernized the, cartoon, the nineties, the nineties like anime, um, crazy sword. 
It was all right. Like I, I don't need a hunchback's hunchback he man. Like I get it. You took his pants off, which is way to go. But <laughs> there, there was it was a very nineties take on it. But so the, like the, I said, I'm so gonna the, hand it over to you, Charlie. <laughs> I have pages of fixes that I would put in place. Now that being said, I'm not all for like restart whenever you want. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he man specifically eternia is very cold so the nips are out always there are certain things that i want to see addressed sure but i would do so out of pure love and, and all to make it make sense and all i'm arguing is after 300 episodes or 300 no, issues i could do it man. um as Challenge opposed to just yeah accepted. i would love it because i'm gonna take on because uh, i imagine you don't want me to do this with he-man no no rather no, a different to, property you take something you love which so, kind of sucks and it better not be me so it would uh, at first i was very tempted to go the ninja turtles route um but that answer is a little boring i'll give it anyway it's kind of you just piggyback off of the 90s movie the first one um and then never go the road of you know secret of the ooze like it never becomes directly for kids because i've mm -hmm. always posited that kids like shit adults like of adults course. do not like shit that kids like yeah. um i like paw patrol is all the rage right now paw patrol is the number one selling toy it's sure. the number one brand and like you can't do a gritty paw what patrol would, what would you do if i was just like <laughs> like oh chase i'm sad i know the character's name from paw patrol um but let's like imagining a world where like 20 years from now we get that really dope paw patrol live action movie i'm just like no it's it's too stupid um so i went another road of Quentin something Tarantino's that is you know's final movie oh, holy shit i'm back in um i went the road of i wanted something that i love that you've never had an affinity for mm. with the idea of like could i hook you um i want to i would go power rangers um okay. so now power Good rangers luck, power rangers has run Whew. For, I think your eyes are bigger than your than your rewritability. No offense. Um, none taken. So Power Rangers has been running um for like ever. It took like a year break when uh when it got when it changed hands, right? Disney bought it. There was no gap because they used the Saban season. Saban bought it back. Yeah, for like pennies there, on the dollar. There was a gap year, I think. And then they sold the Hasbro, and Hasbro didn't have a gap year. They took the Saban production and rolled right into mm. um, their new production. Now, one thing that existed for like the first six or seven years of the show was it was one story. Yeah. And then after that, they were like, this sucks. <laughs> we don't know what the fuck we're doing. This has gone off the rails. They're ninjas now. They're forest patrol now. They're cops now. They were They're, like everything. We're they back were, to space. They were like Barbie in the 90s <laughs> where they had every job. A hundred percent. They're so, teachers. <laughs> yeah. Like mighty more astronauts. They would need those helmets with COVID. Um, but uh, so, so my whole idea, and I don't have a ton of time. So very quickly, I'll posit it. Uh, the year's 2020, but it's a different 2020. Hmm. Uh, this version of the world is idyllic. We found world peace. Oh. Um, like the UN kind of oversees everything. It's There's really, everyone has their own government still, but hmm. the UN is really the only thing that matters. It's like, oh, Spain ran out of garlic bread. 
Let's get these motherfuckers some garlic bread. Like, there are no problems. Pollution is down. Golf scores are down. Um, <laughs> everything is going fucking awesome. Great. We're we've started to explore our universe even more because it's like the whole world's fucking working together. Sure. There's not many problems. Like some people are dicks, but no one's robbing. So there's really there's no police. Still traffic. There's almost no traffic. Oh, nice. Um, so basically, some, it's demolition man. It is pretty much demolition nice. man. Even now to the I point where, like, taco. some vehicles um, are like, like, strangely futuristic. Nothing's oh. like they're not flying DeLoreans, but you're just like looking at the world and you're like, all right, technology's advanced. Everything is just a couple notches ahead. Mm-hmm. We're exploring the moon, okay. which we have a colony on. We're expanding the Find colony. We fuck up and open up the uh, the Rita Repulsa capsule. So after bitch. after 10,000 years, this bitch is free. And she's like, where the fuck? Where should I fuck up? All right, I'm going to start on the moon. She fucks up the moon. This is world knowledge, right? And this is like my fucking pilot episode. I made nice. a movie to launch this shit. <laughs> Yeah, they'll give so, you like a they'll give you an hour special. So we we pick up we pick up on the story. She's taken over the colony. So like her castle isn't like some bullshit magic castle. She's taken over, in essence, like this amazing colony on the moon. Sure. With her eyes set, like you motherfuckers are next. What's up? So everyone knows about Rita. They're like, fuck, we don't have like guns. We're fucking boned, dude. So they do this fucking research. You have this scientist and his kid who's a fucking total nerd. What up, Billy? Um, <laughs> trying to figure out what this shit is. And that's how we initially tap into the, the morphing grid. I'm adding the G back on because I'm not going to say morphin. No matter what the fuck Saban wants me well, to this do. This is how people will know that it's a different iteration. Exactly. We have all the letters for right. our words because we're fucking adults. That's how uh, we know that it's a mature take on the subject. <laughs> So what we're able to do with the morphing grid is we're able to communicate with a galaxy far, far fucking away. We get in contact with Zordon. Now, this motherfucker is light, like like light years away. Mm -hmm. So he's in a fucking tube, but it's not him. He's just communicating through like that's just some fancy technology we have. Like like an Emperor Palpatine uh, hologram. Exactly correct. So what happens is he's like, I can't fucking help you guys. Like it's space travel isn't like that yet um but what i can do is i can help you harness this power and what you'll be able to do is you'll be able to fucking make these we'll be able to help convert crystals we'll pull some superman shit so that people like you get to nerd out like when they finally do the crystal reveals and they're all colorful and dope they're pulling them out of like this fucking contraption that becomes the fucking coins we make morphers this is man-made power ranger shit Okay. So Billy's dad assembles this fucking awesome team. So now, again, we're a few episodes in now. We're we're building oh, we're fucking off of the off of the uh the the premiere episode. Yeah, we're off the premiere. Don't worry. Okay, it's, okay. it's happening quickly, but not obscenely so. So we have the fucking Zords already <laughs> doing battle with like monsters. They already have this, Zords. This bitch. Well, it's like the first thing the military does. Oh, is the, they make military like, built Zords. Well, our, it's UN built. Because like our oh, military, okay. no one needs a fucking military. Everything's cool. I'm running out of time. But the first, <laughs> the first sword is like looks like, um, looks like a motherfucking 
um, oh, what's it called? When all the things go together, I almost said Voltron because clearly they stole some ideas. Uh, the Megazord. Oh, it looks man. like a like a humanoid, right? This shit gets fucking wrecked. <laughs> the uh, the adult pilots, including Billy's dad, just can't get the shit to work. They're fucking badly injured. It winds up with the kids. Fucking Billy starts fucking around with the grid. He's the one that designs the fucking super suits, which are mm. going to look a little bit like the movie ones, but again, I'm a TV budget. <laughs> uh, or honestly, I'd rather be animated for this to really fucking kick ass, so that's what we're nice. going to do. That would actually um, be pretty cool. So he makes the fucking suits. He makes the literal morphers instead of just the fucking gems. And our first three years are these fucking teenagers, kind of like what they tried to do with the Fantastic Four movie. These teenagers wind up fucking like fucking youth and shit. <laughs> um, that's we're going to be able to do better than professionals. Uh. Um, so these motherfucking karate do-gooders <laughs> uh, start whooping ass and they turn to fucking Zordon for this advice. So people don't know who they are except for like Billy's dad because he's not stupid. Um, my pink ranger is a dude because that's how I fucking roll. My <laughs> red ranger is going to be Trini. Uh, she's going to be in charge. Uh, nice. I think Zach's going to be the pink ranger because he he's cool enough to pull that shit off. And they, It's a and real it's man all, to wear pink. And that's how we justify all the silly shit is because Billy's a nerd. So when he's like, okay, well, the Megazord is having problems because that's fucking joints are the weak point. So if we do like five vehicles, they'll be able to take on like lower enemies and then still we'll have that, you know, Megazord action. Everything's sure. done with like a fucking, what a dumb name, um, but still paying tribute. Um, so, but, so they're expecting like five little battle robots and they open up this thing and it's a fucking saber tooth tiger, a T-Rex. And they're like, Billy, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, what I loved like prehistoric shit when I was growing up. And they're like, you built a Tyrannosaurus to fight a space witch. And he's like, yeah, it all sounds crazy, right? <laughs> so that's how we Steven get to this. Spielberg is executive producer. I <laughs> do want to throw this challenge out to our viewers and listeners. If anyone can correctly indicate to us at the show how many times Charlie in his excitement <laughs> for this story said the word fucking, you are welcome to a guest spot in an upcoming <laughs> episode because if you can count that high, I'm pretty confident that you have something to say. There were more fuckings in this story then there were the use of the term Power Ranger. <laughs> All right, I got 40 seconds. So what, what, what happens, though, is at the end of our three seasons, fuck, damn it. <laughs> Rita's defeated. I'm very excited. Rita's defeated, but it, it comes at the cost of their powers. And what the fourth season winds up starting off as, it's now Billy. We do a, a couple years age, uh, age <clears throat> jump. Billy has created a new set of morphers which with what's left of the grid they lost zordon so nice. then billy becomes the leader for three seasons and the way i run it is every three seasons we have a soft reboot where either we have a time jump so it's all the same universe right. it all has consequences from the previous universe but it's all happening oh saban you better get in here if we ever want to know how it's going to start back up.
<laughs> I broke the alarm again. Oh. I have a bad technology day. Uh, real, just real quick. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do like the greatest hits of Power Rangers. So like this second season, they're in essence cops because they've taken like the world never gets all the way back to the way we introduced it. There are lasting repercussions for everything well, that happens. If, so if the Power Rangers are then like as a junior producer yes, of your please. obvious passion project. I might suggest just for just for funsies that depending on the arc of the particular season and what we're requiring the gang to do from begin from A to Z of the story arc, that's then what they need to be. So so for example, well two 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 points to that just because uh, just because I, I did want to weigh in on your topic. If it requires them to, to to defeat Rita, it requires them to uh, acquire um, some kind of a, a, a talisman or a lost technology or something like that that has sunk to the bottom of the of the trench, right? Then now you have your underwater diver season, and uh, of course they're gonna look effectively different the other thing is depending on what that season is going to require from them for the overall arc it's a continuous battle so the zords from season one from beginning with a nice and shiny to the end of the season where they're beat to hell the zords may need to be retired and it just so happens that it well, it took one year. So there's always an ongoing new batch of Zords being worked yeah. on to replace the current batch that are in use. Now, in the um, in the uh, the West World mentality, you retire the Zords. It's not that they get destroyed and turned yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To, to scrap. You kind of tuck them away. Maybe there's a museum that people go to, like, oh, these are the. The the, dino, the dinosaurs from several years back and blah blah blah, but maybe ten seasons down the road, there's some new like Earth-ending level threat, and now you get the special cameo crossover where you all the Zoids from ten. Well, that's gonna be my movie. Show up. That's gonna be my Listen, movie, baby. There's, there's With a that reason being said, why can I, I get just on my business? Can I just throw in producer. one more? Just of one course, more little of thing. Course. Just again, I hate to, I always, I, I say it, but I love going into overtime. <laughs> My big twist for the second series, we'll call it, because it's not necessarily season to season. Some mm -hmm. seasons will require two or three years. Yeah, sure. Um, based, especially based on popularity and toy sales. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the most My, important thing. Th My third series actually brings back the Tyrannosaurus Zord after it's been reconfigured to resemble a certain dragon zord because oh. halfway through my third series they defeat the enemy real early but guess who finally tapped into the morphing grid none other than Fucking motherfucking tommy. tommy oliver and you know, maybe maybe he... john maybe rita we thought she was defeated but she has a way of talking to our boy so maybe he's not so evil long run but he becomes my third series main villain I'm with his pretty, own sword. I'm oh. pretty confident that oh. Rita 
is the um, illegitimate sister of Palpatine at this point because they have so many crossover storylines. Um, Charlie, a hell of an episode, bro. You're welcome. Do do everyone a Hoist favor. Hoist the Jones on my back and carry Jethro another one. It's about time. I'm exhausted. Go ahead and tell the good people all of our socials where they can drink and all the Kool-Aid that U.S. Comics is pouring. So you have Instagram. You have the Twitter machine. You have Facebook. You have YouTube. And if you have all that, you need a little bit of us. All of our social media can be found at U.S. Comics HQ. You get Tuesday teasers. You get the audio dropping every single Wednesday everywhere. You can hear a podcast. You have the video version of this show dropping every single Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, U.S. Comics HQ on the Facebook if you're not watching us chat. on Facebook, sucker, you can talk to us. You can talk to our admins. Most importantly, you can see my brother just get more and more of that V physique. He's just getting strong. He's getting my. Do you remember how Thor became like this is a, a, a lady's small? <laughs> do you remember how Thor became like a real fat fuck? Imagine that in reverse. Imagine that. The same way that I'm, since I'm the youngest 35-year-old ever, oh, my vision is getting it. better. Went to the optometrist. Optometrist oh. said, glasses too strong. My brother is going from all loose and gross into just the, <laughs> the titan that you see before Somewhere you. Only, in there is a compliment. Just Only on so U.S. Cool. Comics HQ on Facebook. You can go to our website, www.uscomicshq.com. You can see all of our characters. You can see all of our creations. But most importantly, and I'm going to steal this part from John, make sure you be a hero, wear a mask, stupid idiot. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to wear a mask, come here, fucking wear it anyway. John, what is the only way that we end U.S. Comics Chaos? By stealing the other guy's copy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I mean, there's only one way, and Bad Mary knows it. Bad Mary, take us out.
You told me all the words that scold me. You're in the sky.